Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Jane and Nona are known worldwide as the ladies. It is such a pleasure to have them here on The Storytellers today. They are known for their quick wit and their ability to laugh at themselves, but also for being pop poets. The duo has contributed writings to over 11 books, or what they call literary life guides with pop poetry. Jane and Wilnona are the co-founders of the inspirational Women in Literature, Media, and Journalism Awards, the Thoughtful Book Festival, and the 25 Hottest Authors Magazine, as well as the Thoughtful Book Festival and the Literary Magazine that's called I Thought. They starred in a reality television show about their, their life as writers, and they've also been part of a documentary called Create aspire and inspire and i'm sure that you're going to understand exactly why the title of that documentary was chosen they host several podcasts of their own including ladies tales which is their most innovative to date they co-host conferences on three different conferences continents and they totally enjoy reading their poetry across the world jade and Wilnona, thank you for coming to the storyteller's microphone today well thank you for having us on it has been a pleasure. I've I looked know. at all your shows, and I'm, I can't believe you said yes, sir. I know. We were like, <laughs> we were like, ooh, we might be real storytellers now. Like, might we be real. We've made it to the big time. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I think you were definitely the big time before you found me, and then I found you. And that's where I wanted to start. You are perhaps the hardest working duo that I know, I, I think individually and collectively, you're the hardest working duo I know. And you have a sense of raucousness about you, my word, not yours. But you are the most focused women I know on brand and message and purpose. You have an incredible savviness around your work. So what would you say your purpose is? And how did you get so savvy? Savvy. Savvy was by mistake. Savvy is. We, we kept tripping. Exactly. We kept tripping over inexperience until we landed on savvy. It was a face where <laughs> we're, we're not actually on savvy. We're on like we're, we're not. So let's see. In Monopoly, where would we be on? We're not quite on Boardwalk. We're like I know St. James Place. Yeah, so we're not we quite. Yeah, we're not yeah. quite. We didn't quite land on savvy yet, but we're we're getting there. We're going around the board. We're going. Oh, you've totally landed on savvy. So inexperience led you to savvy. What is, what is your purpose? How do you, how would you define your purpose? To have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I will explain by saying how this started. Is, yeah. Uh, one of our co-authors decided that they didn't want to be like just a list of authors. Just anymore. a regular authors. Yeah. I don't want to be regular authors. I want to be a brand. And they wanted it done quickly. So we did it in 24 hours. We started the end. I thought, ladies. So it's always been hard when someone asks us what's our purpose. It's like, um, 24 hours we were trying to get to a radio interview. No, and that's not true. That's not true. Obviously, we we wrote about some really hard hitting mm -hmm. situations and and stuff in our first poetry book. And I thought I did my journey. I mean, nope. And I thought that's my favorite one. As I did my journey alone. But and I thought divorce is bad with other life lessons. We talked about emotional abuse, um, and financial abuse and and things like that and how how the real thing <laughs> so so, yeah. so i guess that is our purpose but we also like to have fun 
and when we first started out, we we were very happy to add. Um, I added my story as an actual victim. She added her story as an advocate because she's helped multiple people escape abusive relationships. And then after a while, it got really sad, you know? And so, like, we, we changed from adding our story to just silently being behind trying to support them. So we support multiple charities. And it's not about being sad. Let me clear that up. We just, we, we like to have fun, right? And we like to show that people can thrive. Well, and I think that for me, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is about poetry as a means of storytelling. I'm a prose writer, um, but every time I've sat down and wrote poetry, written poetry, it's always been because I've been incredibly sad about something. I don't, I don't know if people write happy poetry, but uh, talk a little bit about poetry as your vehicle for storytelling. We like to say that if I start hickory dickory dock, what do you think? What, what comes after that? The mouse ran up the clock. How long has it been since you heard that poem? Oh, I was just reading it this morning, Jade. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Well, okay then. Yeah, well, for a lot of us, that was like preschool or, or yes. uh, not even preschool. If somebody told us to entertain us as children, but we still remember it. It's in the back of our head somewhere. So It's like song lyrics. Poetry as a vehicle. Oh, well, the thing is just like you can read somebody's story about abuse and you'd be like, oh, that's not me because it, it doesn't match all the pieces. You can um, hear a story about abuse and say that's not me, but you can read something about in poetry and couplets or in rhyme and it, it still makes it feel young and childish because, you know, hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock, but you remember. Right. And so maybe it's not you, but when it becomes you, or, or you, see your, you see your friend and they're talking about it. We're hoping that one of those couplets will come back to you and be like, that applies to this situation right now. Because So there's a more visceral feel to poetry than perhaps prose, at least for you. Yes. Oh, but I'm, also, I write prose. Winona, Winona, by the way, I'm Jade. <gasps> oh my goodness, and I'm Winona. <laughs> we remember to introduce ourselves. High five. High five. <laughs> We'll talk about how Jaden Wilnona became Jaden Wilnona in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all we have to say about the poem. Yep. So but I do Jade, write Jade, prose. Go ahead. I do write prose. Just you know, heads up out there. Yes. I've been writing them for since I was 12. So. I, and you are um, amazing on so many ways, both of you and individually and collectively. How do you, how did Jaden Wilnona became the ladies and how do you craft out your individual pieces of what you do so Jaden Winona became the ladies because someone asked us to to make a brand and yeah. and so we did <laughs> and, and actually and one of our books like we talk about it the misfit guides the misfit guides of the newest way we talk about how we were throwing around names and throwing around names and throwing around names and then we were just like I'm like, I think I made that final decision. I was like, our books are and I thought. So we're going to be the and I thought and we're ladies. Ladies, it's done. <laughs> there you go. I, I guess my, what I was uh, second my own thing. It's motion passed and carried. <laughs> so like, I guess what I was trying to go for there was how did you become a team? And then how do you sort out, you know, I know that you needed a brand, you know, that that's a whole nother level. And you created an amazing brand with a clothing line and your magazines and everything. But how did you become a team? Because I think people would love to know that. 
we're best friends. Exactly. I was so, just about to say so we're friends. And then um so when she decided that I needed because I was gonna do one final book before I left writing altogether and she decided that I was I should write in poetry because when your best friend says write me a book of poetry you write her a book of poetry <laughs> and then I was like what am I gonna name the book and, and I said, said and I thought the voice was bad yeah I and then nailed she, it. She made a joke about like wouldn't this be great if this was the book that that made your career and I laughed and now she laughs often oh um, but often. the point is I told her if I'm gonna write this book for her because she had been writing reading my stuff for so long she had to write and so she became a poet five years ago, and we became a team. Yeah. She dragged me kicking and screaming, but you do it because it's your best friend. Mm -hmm. And you want them to write a book, so you show up. So this really is a story of friendship. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And when did you meet? Oh, forever ago. Like, forever. So we don't even, like, really even talk about it. Because it feels like I was born and I met her. So... <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> there's, a picture, there's a picture of me holding you um, a yeah. couple of days after you were yeah, born. Yeah, so there we go. So it's been forever. Like, so we just I think that I think that's so powerful. In my book, I have a woman who's very lost, and she has a bossy friend. And if she didn't have that bossy friend, I think she'd be lost forever. So I love the story of women supporting women. And you do that so much in your own work, not only obviously for each other, but in the other work that you do, you're really advocates, aren't you? I don't know. People about, keep, keep saying, saying we are advocates. I so. feel like we just we we do what we we do what we can when we can, and we try to do it to the best of our ability, which is often not great. <laughs> often, <laughs> very often, it's not true. No, that's like, like when you tried to tell me once you were lazy. That's definitely. <laughs> Some days I you feel need to like, own it. You I need like, to own that you have great talent, and you need to own that you. Uh, never stop working well yeah it's true some days i feel lazy though because i'd be like i could write that email but instead i'm gonna watch some television oh yes <laughs> instead television watching has become a thing here i'm gonna watch disney plus okay i'm just gonna watch some star wars i'm not gonna i'm not gonna send the email but then you feel so, that because you know you didn't get what you needed to that day so you just send the email at two o'clock in the morning and pretty hope much. that they have their phone like on silent pretty much <laughs> But you know, there's always going to be work. There is always going to be work. So you talked a little bit about how you came out of sadness. How do you now find joy? Uh, I think food? we. <laughs> it's COVID, y'all. Like it's not a lot you going to do. So uh, food, also friendship and laughter. Like when we said in our bio that we enjoy laughing at ourselves, yes. it is so well known. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so true. I believe our road manager said you have to have a laugh once a day. Otherwise, you'll go a little crazy. And so we make sure that we have at least more, you know, one or two laughs. Normally more. More like five. <laughs> so we find joy in everyday things. So, But have you avoided the going crazy part? Oh, um, Sure. We sure. go crazy on the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. And it's, like, really funny because people are like, you, you, have, you have such a personality. And, like, our fans will come out because they listened to our podcast when we were traveling and it wasn't COVID. And they would come out and they were like, I just wanted to buy your book in person and meet you. And then they're like, they write us, your books are so sad. So like, I mean, <laughs> we had a, we had this um, a fan that was a bartender and at one of our favorite bars, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but um, He would say, as happy as you are, as, as sad as you are on the page. But he's like, I expected no less. 
because for someone to be that happy, there has to be some way to get rid of the sad and yeah. that's it. I think that's wise. I think that's really, really wise. So a lot of your work has been traveling multiple continents, multiple conferences across multiple conferences. How have you adjusted to that during COVID and when are you traveling again? So we did more Zoom, which was really nice. And people yeah. really started to ask us because we've been on Zoom forever, because obviously we do a podcast. <clears throat> Right. So now it's been really fun because you just get these like random emails from different places. And they're like, hey, you Zoom well, right? Especially in 2020. I'm like, yeah, we, we can do that. We're like, yeah, we can do that. They're like, great. Can you show up and give the same? We were like, oh, if it wasn't if it wasn't COVID, I don't think you would have Pop Poets on. But this okay. is exciting. <laughs> so it's it's been fun in that way. We've got to speak at multiple universities, high schools um conferences across the nation so it's been kind of fun to sit in the house and not have to catch a plane i do miss traveling because we were on the road 26 to 33 weeks out of the year right um just traveling and promoting books and being on shows makes you feel really famous <laughs> and we're not but it does when do we think we're gonna start probably back in we'll see in october mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. i think that's gonna be like our first really big venture out in october yeah, we're having the Literary Bowl weekend and the Inspiration Women in Literature, Media, and Journalism Awards will be in October in Atlanta. And where will they be? Atlanta, Georgia. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you'll have to get us more information. I'm sure they can find that. Uh, we can all find that on your website. But, you know, I really resonate with the fact that you used to travel. I know that the first two weeks I traveled as an educator, I just thought, oh, this is great. I'm so important. I had my fancy briefcase and I had my laptop. I was working constantly. And after about week three, I was like, oh, my God, this is really, really hard. Well, who do we have here? Bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, another, another yeah. member of the team. Oh, absolutely. And she's the one that makes my AirPods go crazy sometimes. <laughs> so you have another book coming out, right? I thought I knew. Is that out yet? Yes, we no, do. it's not out yet. Well, it uh, out? It's not out yet. We, it is coming out. Uh, it is coming out. So what happened was we got two, two publishers that were interested in it. We were going to self-publish it. And we were like, yay, we're ready. And then they were like, we're interested. And we were like, oh. We were like, why? Well, we'll pass off and let y'all look at it. First. So, and right now it's actually with um more beta readers because as as I always say, beta readers saved our our life on the first yeah. and I thought book. So it's with some beta readers because it's a very interesting book. We're not even going to tell them about it. It's a poetry mystery book. So we are writing poetry and not like like not like the Canterbury Tales, not like where it's just all poet one big poem. We're writing different styles of poetry to tell a murder mystery. And um, it has characters and it has plot twists and stuff like that. So it's interesting and very different. So it's, it's very a little different. hard to take on. To, it's a little hard to get a take on. Like, did I do this right? Because people are like, have it, has it been done before? I'm sure it has. <laughs> like, where do we find, you know, the something that matches it? Yeah. But that makes it very hard, right? If you've written something that, you know, certainly people write murder mysteries. Um, people write poetry, but have they combined it? And if that hasn't been done, that really scares off a lot of publishers, doesn't it? Yes, it, it scares off a lot of publishers. So we didn't expect any publisher to be interested whatsoever. Because, I mean, we wrote a poetry business book. Like, it's a guidebook on how to create and start your business, but it's also done in poetry. Right. 
So like, you don't expect any publisher to go, oh, you know what I want? A poetry business book. We didn't yeah, what expect- What a great idea. I want a poetry mystery book. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, that's under review. We, you can't tell us more yet. Um, no, I mean, what do you want to know? Tell us, tell us, ask us what do you, you want to know? Because we're probably going to end up self-publishing it anyway. Probably. Well, how did you get the idea for a poet? Well, obviously poetry is your genre. I mean, that's where your soul speaks to you. So how did you get to be wanting either a poetry mystery or a poetry business book? So Winona has the Widow's Debt series. And, and yeah. that is a mystery book. It's and a mystery book. I've been writing it since I was 12 years old. So like I got published as a poet when I was 10, then recognized poetry doesn't make money. I read about how poets don't make money and then immediately started writing genre. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 smart, smart woman. <laughs> this never happened. I know. I I so it was interesting to have like the murder mystery thing and then Jed Gills, wouldn't it be cool to do in poetry? And I always have poetry in my murder mysteries and people say they like it because it gives a little more suspense. And I was like, oh, you telling me I could do a suspenseful book of poetry that has like the setup and the plot twist. I'm in. Yes, but it took us a little longer than we thought because we were like, this is, this is hard. It's interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to mix the genre and make it work as a story, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so it was interesting. Well, because like when I said it, I immediately got like a structure, but it was interesting because you don't recognize how many things go into a murder mystery book. I mean, I've been writing them since I'm 12, so it's like second nature to me. Mm -hmm. But then like, you're like, oh my goodness, this needs to go in, that needs to go in, and this needs to go in, and that needs to go in. And you're like, wait, all of this can't go in because it's right. poetry. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting what you wanted to take out and what you wanted to put in to make sure it's still held as a mystery. Well, I can't wait, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't wait to see when it comes out or be one of your beta readers, because I think beta readers totally change how we work as authors. It does, and let's be honest, I tell, I say this story all the time. Uh, so one of our, our beta readers in our first book, and I thought the voice was bad with Other Life Lessons, she was reading it and she's like, I really wish there was like a little narrative that pulled me through this poetry so mm -hmm. I could understand it just a little bit more and it totally changed our books like mm -hmm. that's where the life lessons came from that's yeah. how we could even think about doing a poetry modern mystery book because we already had that like structure set up and that was all from our beta reader and she hears it all the time when i just like sometimes i just call her i'll send her a text message in the morning i want you to know i appreciate those words because it really helps us so like it was and i thought i did my journey alone we actually have the journey of the the narrative of the journeyer versus the traveler. Who, the traveler who starts with his first step and how he feels and then that actually is the chapter of the book yes. so that takes you through the book like all the way to the journey to where he steps on the new place that he wanted to be and recognizes he could go further but like that's the chapter and then there's the poetry and then the chapter and then there's the poetry so like yeah. we're used to doing that. And it's it's been interesting and weird because it's hard to explain to a publisher like, oh no, they're like, so what's your sections like? Oh no, like, and I thought being grown up was easy. It's a recipe. It's literally how you make biscuits. That's a chapter, like mm -hmm. the first cup of flour. And then the poems go with how that would be like yeah, laying so, your steps for independence. So I think the first one is lay a base, two cups of flour. Mm -hmm. well, I, I, love, I love talking about this part of the process with you and I wanted talk more with you as you continue to evolve as poets, as 
incredible women entrepreneurs. I want people to know that you have a clothing line. I want them to know that you've got lots of stuff on your website. So where where is absolutely the best to find the ladies? Okay, you can find out everything your ladies are doing on www.andithoughtladies.com or www.andwethought.com. That's where the clothing so, line is. Yeah. So before we go today, I always like to ask my guests, tell us something quirky or different that people might not find out about you just by listening to an interview or checking out those two great websites. Or different. I live on coffee. Okay. <laughs> and water. Yeah. <laughs> I live on coffee and water. I was gonna be like, we really appreciate a good scotch, but she took my coffee and she took coffee and water. So that's just it feels like it's just reiterating. Um and I know that you love good scotch. I know that from another interview. You're amazing yeah. with good scotch. Good scotch. Yeah. Uh something quirky and interesting about me is that I'm I'm actually shy. Oh yeah, we both are. Yeah. Well, you hide it well. I'm so. <laughs> uh, I am so glad that you were a guest at the Storyteller Microphone today, and I hope you'll come back and we'll share more stories together. This has been a copyrighted episode of the Storytellers by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Thanks so much, Wilnona and Jade. Thank you for having us. Bye bye. Bye bye. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode. Because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.